Good morning, Slinging Sports Podcast, or I should say, good afternoon, whenever you're listening to episode 8 of the Slinging Sports Podcast with your host, Jake Finnerty, or your co-host, Wally McKeon. Wally, for us, it's almost like a good morning. It's afternoon, but, you know, it's still early, early week for us again. Yeah, uh, very early for me. I was very sleepy this morning for some reason. I think it's the cold. We're in the mid-40s here in Syracuse, and... I didn't want to get out of bed this morning. I yeah, my only woke up about an hour and a half ago. We're recording in my room. We're a bit chilly today. Yeah, uh, might have to start turning on the heat here in in the old apartment, but we'll see what happens. Uh, but you know, coldest day of the week. But let's talk about our weeks. All right, what, what's been going on in your week? What's what's your highlight of the week? So as we know, um, I went to Montreal last weekend. That was a sweet highlight. And this weekend. My parents, my grandma are coming up to campus. Um, this will be the first time that my parents have ever visited me since I started attending Syracuse University. Um, same with my grandma. I'm very excited to see them. Um, I love some family time. Looking forward to showing them around campus and a, showing them a good time. And It's a very exciting lunch. time when, you, yeah. when your parents get to come up. My parents are coming up next weekend. My A lot of my family members are, actually, for when Syracuse takes on Notre Dame at the Dome. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get into that next week. Um, but that's I'm happy for you, man. I can't I can't wait for you to have a nice fun weekend with them. Thank you. What have you got going on in your life, man? Um, well, I think it's hard to hard to not pick Saturday of last. Oh week. yeah, that was you know, a day that was of all that was a you. fun fun day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Phillies clinched the NLCS as we're sitting in the dome watching yeah. Syracuse take on NC it's State a cool and. Uh, you know, we're, we're sitting there watching the game, and it's getting down to those final minutes, and we're like, we're going to do it. We're going to win. And all of a sudden, a security guard comes up to me and says, are you guys storming the field? <laughs> and I look around, and I go, well, do you care? And he goes, no, I just want to know if you are. And I go, <laughs> well, then we are. So I just want to say I initiated the field storm. I'm going to put that out there right now. But uh, what a what an exciting day. That was a fun it day. It was a man. fun, fun day. Yeah. Uh, but... Let's get right into some sports. Let's get right into the talk. Let's get right into the brand new season upon us, and that's the NBA. And last night, Boston took down Philly in the opening game of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> before I get into the post, the post game comments and stuff like that, yeah. is James Harden back? Dropped thirty five points last he looked night. Looked it. He certainly looked the part. He looked like the scoring player that uh, Philadelphia traded for. Um, despite it, they didn't win though. Yeah, well, scoring and even facilitating last night, he had a very exciting game, uh, and he just he just had that burst of energy. He had 35 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Not a bad stat line at all for Harden, oh, especially for phenomenal. a guy that everyone was saying was washed. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, he took a pay cut this year, Yeah, and he's putting up these numbers. Not only did he take a pay cut, he took a weight cut of yeah, 100 he, pounds. <laughs> that's what he said. That's what he said. Uh, I'd also like to say Tatum had an, a, a great game, a great third yeah. quarter at that. He had 35 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I noticed last night, as a Sixers fan at least, or yeah. even if you were just watching the game, Embiid, man. Embiid, still a dominant player, put up 26 points. Mm-hmm. Honestly, a quiet 26, in my opinion, from yeah. watching the game. Wasn't really making much noise. But he's just he's got to stop hunting for the fouls, especially when he plays Boston. Um, yeah. They get that double on him. And he starts, he, he gets the ball tipped and starts flailing his arms. I mean, um, sometimes <clears throat> sometimes those foul calls are there. Sometimes they're not. Uh, 
Last night, obviously, they were not. And when you know you're not getting the calls, you can't keep searching for them. You just got to keep your head down and get into the game. But Embiid, man, the whole thing with Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. Marcus Smart's a crybaby, man. He's crying. He's whining. Saying he's going to crack Embiid's skull if, if you got up to him. Yeah, okay. You watch the play. What is Embiid supposed to do? Not fight for a rebound? Basketball is a contact sport. Goes up for the rebound. Marcus Smart is there also going for the rebound, going for the ball. Embiid has it in his hand and is trying to do the maneuver where, he, you know, you're you're making sure everyone's cleared out. And coincidentally, Marcus Smart's arm is caught in it. Okay, so what? It's a contact sport. Stop crying about it. You get on the ground. Then you start holding your arm as if he hurt it. Two seconds later, it's fine. <laughs> so on top of that, you flopped. I don't want to hear it, Marcus Smart. Yeah, you what, are the biggest flopper in the NBA. That's what the NBA is <clears throat> now trying to sell it for. Yes, the yes. Bit. Just like Embiid. The I know, just like Embiid. Yes. It goes both ways. Yeah. Um, but not even just uh, Jason Tatum, but Jalen Brown as well. Both of them dropped 35 apiece. That's yeah. a lethal duo. Um, well, both of them hitting threes left and right. It was yeah. like they weren't even phased. I mean, uh, Tobias Harris actually also came out looking pretty pretty solid um, based on his standards, at least. Uh but the team overall, uh, I think, just showed that the Celtics still have that chemistry a lot mm-hmm. more than the Sixers do. Oh, yeah. You know, they're still trying to get that new squad, incorporating PJ Tucker, incorporating uh, Daniel House, incorporating Montrez Harrell, incorporating DeAnthony Melton. Um, kind of just trying to see where this lineup ends up fitting, uh, and I think it's just going to take time for them to adjust. Yeah, they'll get it together. I I'm really not concerned, considering it's regular season NBA and on top of that the first game the Celtics yeah and the, and the Celtics were what was it they, they were the, they were the 10th seed two weeks before the all-star break and then mm-hmm. came back and won the Eastern Conference they're still so, hot they're still I mean, hot carrying it from last season. still riding off that good job Celtics uh it's gonna be an exciting season with them but the Warriors had their ring ceremony last night we were talking about this last week if they had released the rings or not mm-hmm. we saw them last night Beautiful at that. Beautiful rings. Not and they only, took on the Lakers at home. And not only did they get the rings, but they got the W as well to go with it. Um, and they picked up right where they left off of last year. Missing no beats at um, all. And what's so impressive to me about the Warriors is that we're in now year seven or eight of this dynasty. And yet they keep getting deeper and they keep having young pieces and they find new players to add to it. And they have, they've turned Andrew Wiggins into an all-star. Jordan Poole, his rise. James Wiseman returned to the court last night. They keep finding these pieces. They keep getting better. They do not slow down. It's not like Steph. Steph obviously hasn't slowed down. It's not just Steph and Clay though. It's not Draymond. It's everyone. They find these new pieces. They bring them in. Um, and year 20 for LeBron. LeBron's still that guy. He's always going to be that guy. But the rest of the Lakers, ugh. I mean, I've been saying, I said this to my, my friend Ethan last night as well, my roommate, uh, and we were watching the game. And I said how, honestly, once this main core of Draymond, Curry, Clay, all like fizzle out, they're already breeding the new generation yeah. to fit right into those roles. You know, they're you have Jordan Poole, young. Andrew Wiggins will stay. Like, those guys will be direct offsprings mm-hmm. of what were. Mm-hmm. And Steve Kerr being the great coach that he is. I think he's the great, I think he's the best coach in the NBA. Yeah, um, I agree with that. And he just... Uh, it's just like it's an it's amazing what they're able to do with these players and even year bringing in year. players like Dante Divincenzo, very mm-hmm. underrated signing in the mm-hmm. offseason. 
Um, I just think that they're looking very strong and still favorites in the West. Um, I mean, I think that the Clippers are going to take the West, but that's my own opinion. Um, (laughs) But I think the Warriors made a strong statement. But LeBron made some comments after the game last night saying how this Lakers team is not bred to shoot. They're not built to shoot. But what, like, what do we think of that? What, what, what is their strength, and what do they have to do to win these games then? I don't even know at this point. I feel like the strength is a veteran presence and knowing how to win basketball games. Like The off-court mental stuff is certainly an advantage. Um, defensively, bringing in Pat Bev, I feel like that on his own, not only like just having him on the court, but it changes the culture a little bit. Um, they've got a new head coach in Devin Ham. I don't think the Lakers have found their identity, and I'm not sure when slash if they will. The West is loaded. They're going to be lucky if they finish in the top eight. They're going to be in the play-in game. I'm very sure. That's that's what I'm thinking as well. I mean, we're you're far lo- away. You look at this. You look at this starting lineup of top to bottom. You're going Patrick Beverly, Russell Westbrook, Lonnie Walker, LeBron James. And Anthony Davis. Yeah. On paper. I, I, that's pretty good. That On paper, yes. But tell me which one of those guys is going to be shooting from the perimeter. Because this is a... Honestly, the NBA is a three-point league now. You yeah. have to have at least one guy that can shoot threes. If not two. We also can't be having uh, LeBron shooting ten threes, for example. Yeah. Three for ten. It's yeah. It's not good. I feel like... Lonnie Walker will end up being that guy out I think of those five. I think so, too, but I think he also needs to just fit into that role. Yeah. I mean, Pat Bev obviously will be that. will be one of the facilitators. Mm-hmm. Russ hopefully can get his shooting and scoring back to where it was, but, yeah. I mean, he has struggled ever since he's been in L.A. And Anthony Davis, is he even going to stay on the court? Yeah. That's, that's the biggest question time. mark for him. So it's only a matter of time. Obviously – it's day one of the NBA season, and we're already evaluating yeah. all this stuff. But uh, that's what we like to do here. We like to overreact, overevaluate. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the NHL. And one team that is going super hot right now, and actually took down my Lightning last night after coming back being down 2-0, and that's the Flyers. And John Tortorella starting off 3-0. and I'll tell you, man. That's great for Philadelphia. They had a disaster season last year. Um, John Tortorella... Enjoy the regular season. In Philadelphia, enjoy the regular season. You're going to – you'll make the playoffs with Tortorella. I don't know. Maybe not this year because the Metropolitan's absolutely loaded. But Tortorella not, has never had issues in the regular season. Playoffs is where you run into problems. Yeah, but it's uh, – I mean, e- even so, it is a very – It's a surprising 3-0. It's a very uh, promising 3-0. You know, yeah. you, you bring in Tortorella and you really don't know where this team's going to be after having – such an awful year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have that young core, uh, Carter Hart, uh, at goalie as well. And, you know, you really are trying to take this step in, in the right direction by signing him. And, and starting off 3-0 and is, is a promising start. But yeah. there's still a lot to work on, a lot to go, a lot of time to go. So we'll wait and see what happens. Uh, but like I had mentioned before, the Lightning, off to a slow start to – to be on the opposite of that. I like it. Um, <laughs> Steven Stamkos really just leading this team right now. I think he has five goals in the first four games. Yeah. Uh, he's been, honestly, one of the one of the only people uh, that – he has six goals in the first four games. Um, it, 
him and him, Kucherov, Hedman, and you know, obviously Vasilevsky, they've they've really been this core that it's been holding this together, even being able to squeak out that one win. But on the defensive end last night, awful, awful job in in the uh, the latter end of the second and in the third period. Uh, those those lines just not really holding it, not really giving Vasilevsky much of you know a chance back there. So. Mm-hmm really need to work on that because it's not what we're used to seeing the Lightning as at all. And on the flip side of that, there's a, another team who uh, lost to the Lightning in the Eastern <laughs> Conference Final last year. That is the Rangers off to a very hot 3-1 and one start, specifically on the offensive end of the ice. Um, they put up seven goals against Minnesota. They put up six against Anaheim. Um, Igor Shosturkin still getting up to speed a little bit, been a little shaky. Um, the Rangers have said they don't want to win these games seven to four and six to five. That's not the type of hockey that they play. It's not the Gerard Gallant way, but it's working for the time being. Um, and Artemi Panarin leads the NHL in points with ten. Zibanejad is tied for second in goals with four. Adam Fox is tied for first in points among defensemen. Capo Caco looks as comfortable as ever on the first line. Trocheck has been the upgrade that they thought he would be over Ryan Strom at center. Um, they look great. They look phenomenal. Their one loss was on, they traveled from Minnesota to Winnipeg, didn't get a day off, backup goalie, and you're going to lose that game. So. It's, 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 it's tough. So Good time Sorry. to be a Ranger fan. Good same, time to be a New York sports same, fan. Same, same thing with the NHL. Still lots of time to go. Yeah. Still, still. But the MLB, the clock is winding down. There's very little time left, we got, we got and there's actually only left. four teams left. It's a small sample, man. Four out of 30. very How small sample, that? and you know it was this championship series was finally set yesterday mm-hmm. after the Yankees took down the Guardians after being down two to one. Is there yeah. anything you want to say, Wally? Especially um, to Josh Naylor. Josh Naylor is just a loser. Everyone <laughs> knows that. Um, and I was talking to Mister Mister Jake and a couple of other guys um, on Monday about Naylor and everything. And, like, if you want to be that guy, rock the baby, go for it. But, one, it's going to bite you in the bum immediately. Um, But, two, why are you doing it when you're losing? Like, if it's a walk-off, sure, if you want to be that guy. But it didn't even tie the game. Wasn't it 4-1 at that point? It was 4-2. It made it 4-3. It made it a one-run ball game. (laughs) But you're batting, like, 111 in your career against Garrett Cole. Whoop-de-doo, man. Um, and then the entirety of Yankee Stadium is yeah. rocking the baby. The last out of the game, Glaber Torres rocks the baby when he tags uh, second base. Um, Josh Naylor, you're a weirdo. You're a loser. But the Yankees as a whole, um, they're going to they're gonna beat Cleveland, and they're just dragging it out. Um, Josh Naylor is rocking the baby all the way back to his apartment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I do want to say the MLB is a bunch of dweebs for how they handled the original game 5 that was supposed to be on Monday night and it got yeah. rained out and they opened uh, the gates for Yankee Stadium at the usual 5 p.m. for a 7 p.m. start time and then they just didn't say anything. They said at 6:30 the game won't start on time and then they left them in the dark and at 9:30 they said, "All right. See you tomorrow. No game." That's that. Um and then Cleveland didn't even have a place to stay. It took them yeah. a while to find a hotel in New York. Um, that is entirely on the MLB, entirely on Manfred for the handling of that situation. Not to mention, in the beginning of the series, spacing out the days off was disastrous as well when it got rained out. 
And now the Yankees had to play, f uh, I guess they didn't play four days in a row because of the rain, but they don't get a day off. They have to travel to Houston. Absolutely brutal. And After a night of celebrating, night, too. Yeah. And they play at 7.37 Eastern time tonight. So That, jet, that jet lag, man, we'll but wait hey, and see. But hey, they won. We'll We're in the to, ALCS. That's we'll have to wait and see. Well, you know, going to their to their opponent, uh, Houston sweeping Seattle in the NL or the ALDS. Yeah, and completing the sweep with an 18 inning win. That's yeah. tough. That's tough for Seattle. Man. That was zero zero. I game. was really hoping Seattle was able to squeak it out yeah, there. You know, they finally after that series. You know, they they deserved it, but that that season was a win for them, man. Yeah, they, totally. they, coming ahead coming, of in, coming in, nobody thought that they were going to do anything, and yeah. all their young guys showing out like that. They're very ahead of schedule, and I think they'll be back for a lot to. next year. And as long as it's going against Houston, going against a nice division rival in Houston, Houston, a Houston's lot. been to the ALCS six times in a row now. By the way, yeah, and they've only faced AL East teams in those six years. Uh, well, the Padres taking down a division rival, yeah. Dodgers, yeah. going to the NLCS and facing the Phillies, who also took down a division rival, Braves, yeah. in the NLCS. <laughs> well, the Phillies. After last night's win in the first NLCS game, oh, yeah? uh, only have one loss so far in this postseason. That's pretty impressive. They're going very strong right now. Uh, last night, Kyle Schwarber had the hardest hit ball, or fifth hardest hit ball, since the pitch tracking era started mm -hmm. in 2008. And he had the farthest tracked ball in Petco Park ever. Yeah, it was a bomb. And Make it 2 nothing at that time. I yeah. count, so there's a... A stat out there. Mm -hmm. Wawa has this thing called Hoagie Fest, yeah. where you can get a ten-inch hoagie for six dollars and a short-inch, like a short, like a half hoagie for five dollars. Well, yeah. when that was going on during the season, Kyle Schwarber hit fifteen home runs. Well, because of that, they brought back Hoagie Fest last night and called it Schwarber Fest. <laughs> And he immediately hit a home run when they brought it back. Is this like the reverse psychology of the Kyler Murray double XP <laughs> Call of Duty weekend? Basically, basically, windows? because the man hit a tank. You had, <laughs> you, did you see Bryce Harper's face after he hit yeah, it? it? I was saw the screenshot of his face. Insane. Was like, oh. It was insane. And Bryce Harper, not to mention, hit a home, home run, run earlier in that game, game. that yeah. too. Um, you know the Phillies, man. Just going, going great right Happy now. You, uh, it's the Nola, it's the Nola rivalry right now. Mm -hmm. Nola pl will pitch tonight, and his brother plays catcher for the Padres. That's so pretty cool. Those two will be going back and forth at it. Um, That's fun. It's heating up. Are we looking at a 2009 rematch? I'm all for it, man. I know that you and I would certainly oh, have fun. Oh, we'd have, about we'd it. have a lot of fun <laughs> with that. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see on that. And as we're waiting, we're gonna go into the halftime hustle. We're going to go into Drip of the Week. Wally, what do we have for your Drip this week? I'm keeping up with the, the uniform train. Um, it was a uniform that I did not mention last week, um, despite them being worn. That is the Oklahoma Football Unity uniforms. We've got the, uh, the dark helmet, and as we know, uh, Oklahoma's always the red and the white. And they're pretty simplistic. Um, they added some variety to it, though, and I really like the number patches. They're, they're a bit chromey. They're shiny. They're metallic. Um, really I absolutely love them. That and more than anything, they knocked off Kansas 52 to 42. So I don't know if it has to do with the uniforms, but there's a reason. The reason they're drippy works for them. There is, and uh, you know, just just a great uniform. You, you could never go wrong with football uniforms no. either. Football I football jerseys, football helmets. You know, they always they always go together. Well, my drip of the week is going to the man that we were talking about earlier, the man that could be back, and that's James Harden. 
Well, if he wears an outfit like this to every single game, I'd be afraid of what he's going to do. He's got the nice purple fuzzy sweater. He's got the nice flannel pants I, uh, and those giant slippers. I must ask, did the did the onceler from the Lorax make that sweater for him? Is no, but people need? people were saying that uh, he killed he killed uh, what is what is it uh, Gremis from, from McDonald's and took his, and took his fur good. and That's made the, like and, and made the uh, the sweater. So like man's comfy. And when he comes in comfy, he comes he in ready comfy. to play. He plays comfy. He plays comfortable. So, man drop 35, I'd be afraid. I'd be afraid for next time. Uh, players of the week. You go. I want you to go first on this one. You've got so something this is, different here. This is very different. Uh, I'm actually going with city of the week, and that's Philadelphia. Philadelphia, man. Philly is just a much more fun city when their sports teams are winning. The Phillies are in the NLCS. The Flyers are 3-0. and The Eagles are 6-0. and Yeah. And the Sixers season starts on Thursday. Sixers already played. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. It doesn't start oh, yet. It doesn't start yet. That <laughs> didn't first start game yet. didn't count? Yeah. Okay, okay. I was going to say. Um, no, like but that, this, man. I mean, this city, man, they just deserve so much love. I mean, obviously, I'm a Philly hits home for I'll me. A lot of a lot of people very much dislike Philly. I dislike but, it. Yeah, but city. Um, the city itself is nice. I've been there. I uh, enjoyed my field trip there eighth grade had a great time but <laughs> where'd you go the camden aquarium or something yeah, which is that's new jersey it was a field trip right over you know, uh, you franklin institute the liberty bell and all that ah <laughs> you it's a liberty square a picture of the liberty bell you know <laughs> did you lick time. it i did not unfortunately <laughs> i didn't know that was a tradition <laughs> uh but no i mean i'm a philly i'm a philly man at heart love philly, philly. fanatic i am a philly uh, fanatic trust that. me trust about me. that trust me so philly Showing all my love to love you this it. week. I love it. Um, I feel like I can make an argument for, for New York. You definitely well, can. But 100%. I'm not going to. Um, my favorite Especially segment. Especially your favorite team, the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite segment, college football, uh, highlighting a player. Um, normally, I go with the small school. I'm going with the big school this week. Couldn't resist it. And that is Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver from Tennessee. How can you resist it? Junior for the Bulls, six catches for 207 yards and five touchdowns. Only one of his catches wasn't a touchdown putting up the randy moss thanksgiving game on yeah. steroids um huge absolutely huge in tennessee's 52 to 49 win over alabama upset moving them up to the number three spot in the country um jalen hyatt you know my player of the week my god and we'll get into that in like two seconds but first we got to talk about that nc state <laughs> syracuse game my god syracuse the dome was rocking man that's the most packed i've seen it yeah ever it was a sold-out crowd. Yeah, that's the most we will ever see it. Yeah. 6-0 uh, for only the third time post-World War II. Yeah, we haven't had a lot of winning. I'm rapidly realizing the more that I think about it and you go on Twitter and you look up Syracuse football and the tweets that are being mentioned, you're like, wow, we are never good. We no. We do not have a good season. We're awful. At, all, at any and, time. And not to mention, 6-0, and that locks up a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Six bowling. wins. We're going bowling. For the first time. We're going bowling. Or yeah, 18, I guess. Yeah, I can't wait to see who we're going to play. I already put in for my tickets. Did you? Uh, I, Can I, you do I, that? I Can out you a, book your Filled out a survey tickets? saying that I'd want to buy, want <laughs> to buy them, so the, they might give me the opportunity to buy them. <laughs> but I'm very excited. I'm, I cannot wait for the game this week, which we'll talk a little bit more about later. Uh, but let's talk about that Tennessee upset. Because right. that, you know, our storming the field was cool just for us to be there. Bye. But let's talk about... Tennessee storming the field, taking the goal, yeah. taking the goalposts. That's so cool. 
That is so cool. And one woman taking the checker off the checkerboard. <laughs> I love the picture. Um, just the, the first picture of the one giant checker in the end zone missing. Say, who took the checker? I know one of you have it. And then the next uh, photo is a picture of just like two girls getting their picture taken in the end zone. And a lady in the background putting it in her purse, taking it home. It's such a weird thing. Why would you take that? Like, take the pylon, well, because... take a water bottle. Why are you taking a checker? Uh, you know you got the field though the field that that they won on yeah but isn't it it's not even turf it's just regular grass is it no not? i thought it was turf oh is it turf i okay. thought it was that's a maybe maybe not I feel like it's just regular grass a lot of the sec schools are just grass it could be um i don't know but either way phenomenal win for tennessee and uh you you pose this question of are they college football playoff bound and my unfortunate bit with the college football playoff is Alabama, Tennessee, and Georgia are all going to be deserving of making the playoff, and they are all going to be three of the top four teams in the country, quite frankly. But only two of them are going to make it. Yeah. And I think Alabama will end up making it. I think I think it'll be Alabama as well. But the issue is Georgia and Tennessee play each other on November 5th, meaning only one of them gets the bid for the SEC championship, and then it's Bama versus whoever for that SEC championship. Which is tough because all three of them are very much deserved. It's yeah, it's going to be very, very sad seeing one of them being left out but and I, having to get that five or six spot. But I, I do think there's a legitimate chance that say say Georgia wins. Georgia beats Tennessee. Tennessee finishes with one loss. They don't make the SEC championship. Georgia plays Alabama. Georgia beats Alabama. Say they beat them by ten, a re- a reasonable margin. There's a two-loss Alabama team that lost in the SEC championship and a one-loss Tennessee team. Does the committee consider Tennessee putting them in despite having that one loss over Bama? Then you get into the other issues. You're not going to have Georgia play Tennessee at the 1-4. You would have to work out the 2-3-4. Well, then there's lots of there's lots of concerns because how many other undefeated teams are there going yeah. to be? Because how, you, how can you make the argument for a one-loss Tennessee team that didn't even make their conference championship? Compared to, say, say, UCLA, TCU, Clemson, Ohio State. There's too many. Syracuse. Conference champ. Yep, <laughs> Syracuse. Um, I also feel like every year the playoff kind of works itself out. It does. For the most part. It does. Part. Like, once you get into those final three weeks, you're like, we you know. know who's going to be yeah. there. And I don't, I don't think there's really ever been, like, some huge argument. There was that. Who. There was the one year where Notre Dame made it over Ohio State after yeah. they lost to Clemson in the AC. That was the COVID year because yeah, they yeah, had yeah. to join right, the right. ACC. Right. Because Notre Dame went to the ACC championship, lost by I think it was ten. Yeah. And, and they still got in. And they still got in. They got in at four because they were ranked one at that point, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I think it'll work itself out. It it always ends up working itself out. Yeah. But speaking of a team that could make it in. That will have to get through they won't Ohio make it State, in, but they yeah. Could. <laughs> uh, Michigan winning big, nah, no pun intended, yeah. over Penn State. I like that. <laughs> uh, did they prove that they belong? For now, yeah, I think they did. However, Ohio State's going to beat them, and that'll be the end of that. And you're not going to hear from Michigan again. They'll be a yeah. near six bowl. Good for them. Um, but was it more that they proved that they were good, or that Penn State proved to be a fraudulent top ten team? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think Penn State shouldn't have been in the top 10 period. They're still plenty good, top 25, even top 20, but they are not a top 10 team. Um, and Michigan, Michigan's better than I've given them respect for. I'll admit that. Um, but even so, they're 
delaying until they play Ohio State, and that'll be that. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, Oklahoma State, your boy Spencer Sanders, no, losing no, no. losing to TCU. I'm uh, I'm throwing Spencer Sanders out the window, and I'm flipping sides. <laughs> Max Duggan is my boy now. Um, he's doing things at TCU that TCU hasn't done since Andy Dalton was the yeah. quarterback there, and that is win. <laughs> Winning games, putting uh, the Horn Frogs in a position to fight for now a college football playoff spot. Quite frankly, they're up to number eight in the AP poll. Um, they're in this thing. They're the only Big Twelve team that is still undefeated. They are representing the conference. It is on them. It's the going to be going to get a bid. It's going to be chippy when they when they start battling it out, and then they have to play again mm-hmm. in the Big Twelve championship. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That'd I'm very I'm game. very excited for that. Uh, USC. Falling to Utah. The Utes. I knew it. I knew it. Never doubt them. Nah, I'm just kidding. Um, that, I don't even. I don't even know what to say. Uh, I, that two point try at the end of the game was bold. Mm. Yeah, I will say that. But the way that USC's defense was going, it seemed like it was the right call. The the Utes got down, scored that touchdown like it was nothing, and they wanted the game. They wanted it. I also feel like I would have taken it with USC. We know all the hype of uh, of Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison. You can go on and on and on. Lincoln Riley coming in. Who's on the USC defense? I don't know a single player on the nah, USC defense. It, that, I don't. I don't watch was, Pac-12 football that you know, much. USC because is of the just, time difference. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I usually just watch the highlights after because I like Caleb Williams, but it's a lot more. It's a lot more of. This op- offense is so high-powered that yeah. we shouldn't even worry about, about the, the defense, defense because we could just outscore our opponents. However, that didn't really seem to bode well for them this no. week considering it was a 43-42 to game, mm-hmm. high-scoring, but your defense couldn't stop another high-scoring offense. Yeah. Um, so there goes USC. It's going to be scary. Out there the goes window. USC. <laughs> they have to, I believe they have to play UCLA yeah, coming up. They still so. have a matchup. Yeah, we'll see where that goes. But – We've got a couple of games going on this week, a couple of exciting games at that. Um, we're going to get into our three games to watch of the week. So, Wally, do you want to start it? Yeah, I'll, I'm going to start it off here. And uh, kind of picking up where you left off, you mentioned a number 25 James Madison University last week. Who lost, by the way? They did, they did. Um, Memphis at number 25, Tulane. The Green Wave are ranked. I can't believe they're ranked. They're ranked for the first time since 1998. Um, my question for Tulane: Can they stick around? Can they do better than JMU? Um, Memphis is only four and three. They're not the. Teams I don't know. Of, I think Florida State is really days. knocking on that door. They've been coming up the past to kick them weeks. out. Yeah, yeah, I believe yeah. it. Um, but I think it's kind of fun with the AP poll that they're putting these smaller schools in there. I think it's the it's well, that's what I give the American Conference props for. A yeah. couple years ago, when UCF kept getting ranked and they had those two undefeated seasons but didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Cincinnati making it last yeah. year. Um, really giving recognition to those smaller conferences yeah. and smaller schools. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's a lot of fun. And we'll see how Memphis and Tulane face up this week. Tulane also just isn't good. Their one loss of the season came to Southern Miss, which yeah, is it's, not a good it's school. Not, it's not, they're not, not good. good. They're not good. <laughs> but Tulane, we'll prove see. me wrong. We'll see. I hope yeah. you, I hope we'll you see. get to stick around for more than one week. <laughs> well, I've got... A nice top 25 matchup. Mm-hmm. One that I like to always try and... A team that I like to always try and incorporate. And that's Cuse at Clemson. Well, you've got a reason to incorporate them this Of week. course. Of course I do. Well, I've, I've had a reason all, all season to incorporate them at this point. Yeah. Now that they're actually in the rankings. Yeah. Well, the... Uh, um, we're going we're gonna to mention another game 
Um, that is like the premier game of the week because it's game day, UCLA versus Oregon. But if you add those two rankings up, UCLA and Oregon adds up to 19. You add up Cuse and Clemson. That also adds up to 19, meaning Syracuse-Clemson is, quote, tied for the biggest game of the week yeah. in terms of ranking matchup. Well, I think you could have made the argument if UCLA wasn't facing Oregon this week, that could have been game day. Oh, totally. Yeah. Which would have been big ACC matchup. I want the game. To, I want game day to be here. I know. Not, not well, we should have had game Valley. day last week, but you know, we don't no, get to have no, anything. No, no, you know what? We don't get, we to, don't get to have anything fun. <laughs> um, I, I have a question for you. Yeah. And, you know, we we've got some some Syracuse bias. You're wearing a Syracuse sweatshirt. I am. I am. Always got to represent the orange when I can. Do you do you think the orange can do the impossible and knock off Clemson? Um. Now. Genuinely. What was it? 2018. They they beat them. At this point, 17, or 17? Yeah. yeah um, 17. I think this team is better than that 2017 team. Well, that 2017 the, team, they, the one that beat them at the Dome. They maxed out at... They weren't even... No, no, no. That was a year after. It was a year after. The team that beat them at the Dome when Clemson was, I think, number one or number two in the country. Yeah. It was the year before. It wasn't the same team. They were separate. No, no, no. I'm... Yeah, I'm saying this team is better than the team that beat Clemson. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Right. So I'm, and that's my point. But I think that Clemson team is worse than the team that we beat at the Dome. Yeah. Six years ago. Five yes, years ago. yes. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, I think this defense will keep us in it. My thoughts exactly. But it's very much going to depend on which Garrett Schrader we get this week. Gary. Um, obviously we rely a lot on our run game, whether it's with Schrader or Tucker, but also needing to have Schrader not have those crucial turnovers. He had two picks this bad, week, bad. bad turnovers. And I think Clemson is a team that can capitalize on those. They will. So we need to not, we need to limit those and be smarter with the ball. We gotta, we gotta make sure that Garrett Schrader is eating his goldfish, his Hershey's <laughs> chocolate bars and his Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Um, that's one of my favorite things about college, um, specifically going to a school full of athletes like Syracuse, is I went to the grocery store Wait. last Thursday night, and uh, me and my two buddies, the two of them tapped me, and they're like, dude, Schrader's over there. I'm like, oh, sweet, what's he getting? And I just, I, I watched the guy, I'm a little creepy, yeah, 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 and then he's at the checkout, and he's getting, like, he's a freshman, and he's going to go back and have a movie night with his buddies. It's so funny. Two two days before the biggest game hey, of his he life. Needed, he needed to bulk up. He needed I love to stock it. up. Just I needs love to, it. Just needs to get the weight. I absolutely love it. So um, what's your what's your second game? My second game of the week is, it involves a horn frog, and that is number 17, Kansas State, at number 8, TCU. Keep bolstering the wins, you know? The committee has to respect you if you're beating these ranked teams. you got to keep moving up. Um... Will TCU it's do an opportunity it? Will for them. TCU do it? It's another opportunity for them. Uh, my second game of the week is a very exciting game, and this is this is a shout out to our friend Bomber. Uh, he's going to this game actually this Saturday, mm-hmm. and that's Penn State versus Minnesota, the whiteout game. Yeah. Um, always the, one of the most exciting games in college football. Um, I don't like Penn State though. Neither uh, do I. I like Trace McSorley. I don't. They I like need Saquon Barkley. But they need a they need a big bounce back game. I think Penn State. And this is a game to get that energy before that Ohio State game the following mm-hmm. week where they're going to get killed 62-10. to 10. Yeah. But uh, this game, I think it's funny how Penn State acts like they invented a whiteout. Yeah. Like, they act like they made a whiteout. Like, out. it's their thing. It's them. 
Like they they did not make it. Like whiteouts were like high school football things mm-hmm. before Penn State was even a thing. But I'll give it to Penn State. They do it better. They have than a, any, they, have they do it better than yeah. anyone else. I yeah. Think. But I'd I'd much rather a stripe out at Rocky Top <laughs> than than a Penn State whiteout. <laughs> Uh, but our final game of the week, this is our overlapping game, is UCLA versus Oregon College Game Day. Uh, big game for both sides. Whoever wins is, you know. Well, the top dog in the Pac-12, yeah. arguably. Um, more importantly. After Oregon struggled earlier in the year. More Well, yeah. But more importantly, if UCLA loses us, the pac 12s done. We can write off the entire conference. They're not making the playoff. UCLA is the last hope. Hope. We saw Oregon get thumped week one against Georgia. They've climbed their way back up the rankings. Um, I still don't think that they're that good. After watching the Georgia game, I don't. my opinion on them cannot change. I don't think they're a top 10 team in the country. Um, I know we aren't supposed to predict games like this, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, really, I don't really see much in Oregon no. at all. Um, Bonex very much disappointed me right at the start mm-hmm. of the season. I kind of already knew that they were done. Yep. Um, it's really not impressing me what they've been able to do after that. I really don't care. It's still, still a fun um, game though. Big game. It'll game be, a, it'll, there, be a 9-10, it'll be a nine ten. It'll be a 9-10 matchup. So yeah. we'll be able to watch Good that regardless. Yeah. Uh, now onto the big dogs, onto the NFL, <laughs> and we're gonna start off from right from last week, and that's Thursday night football. One of the worst Thursday night footballs. Again, that's, that's two weeks in a row where yeah. we had. Awful games. Nearly no touchdowns. Awful games, yeah. Pretty hard. Um, the Commanders beat the Bears to get their second win of the season, but they lose Carson Wentz for four to six weeks. Taylor Heineke time. Yeah, they're in better shape now. now that yeah. Heineke provides way more for that offense um, just because of his mobility, largely. He's fearless back, uh, when he's back there. Um, he's willing to do everything he can to help his team win. I, I have a question for you. Do you think we'll see Sam Howell? I was, I was <laughs> waiting for you to mention him. Um, in that four to six week time window, I think we do. I think we do. And I think Ron Rivera is going to, quote, resign after this season. I don't think Washington's going to fire him. Um, they have too much respect for him. Um, but I think Rivera is going to put Howell in there, see what he's got, try and, you know, extend his job. I think he's got to he's got to show a bit. How about as the well. franchise? Exactly. So, we'll see. Uh, moving to Sunday, the Jets beat the Packers. The Jets, the team that you constantly bash on. Not uh, anymore. Not what's, anymore. what's more surprising, the Jets winning or the Packers losing? The Jets winning just because of how terrible they've been over the last, every single year pretty much. They had a winning season in 2015 with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and that's all they've had in, since the Mark Sanchez days. Um, so that's more surprising to me. However, I would like to say, uh, you know, the Giants beat Green Bay, so woohoo. But I don't think Green Bay is all that. They're not the team that they used to be. Um, it's very clear that removing Devontae Adams has damaged the offense terribly. Um, it is nothing like it has been for the last, I don't even know how long, a very long time. Um, so Jets win is the surprise, but Packers I, losing. I, you know, I think we, we got to get used think, to it a little bit. I think uh, Jets winning is more surprising, but like you said, the Packers... Obviously, I'm I, I, I like Aaron Rodgers a lot, mm-hmm. um, and I really thought he would have adjusted to his receivers that he has. But no one is in. no one has really stood out as as making plays either as well. Um, Lazard is not that Devontae Adams type. Uh, missing a lot of guys. He likes Romeo D- 
Dobbs, Dobbs a lot, yeah, uh, which I actually I actually really liked him as well. But just seeing the offense is not meshing as it used to. Not at all. Not it's at not all. And yeah, so I think it's you know we're six weeks. We gotta start picking it up, Aaron. If you wanna if you wanna make the run. Well, they're lucky that the bottom of the NFC is a little windy. Yeah. There's like eight or seven or eight teams that are three and three all fighting for that seven spot um, in the wild card. Speaking of wild card teams. That is the New York Giants knocked off Baltimore, moved to five and one. I'm not gonna gloat about the Giants. That's not the important part here. Um, but the Ravens blew another double-digit lead Yet another. in the fourth quarter. But this game, this game was different. This double-digit blown lead was on Lamar. I would say this wasn't this wasn't the defense this time. And I, I respect Lamar. I think he's a top ten quarterback in the NFL right now. But this game was on Lamar. Um, in the closing, I don't even know how much time was left. About. There five was, minutes, yeah. less than five minutes. It's like left. four minutes, five yeah, minutes, three thirty, something like that. Um, ball gets fumbled, goes fifteen yards past Lamar, picks it up, just take the sack, go down, punt the ball off, make the Giants go seventy-five yards in three plus minutes. But no, tries to force it, throws an interception. Julian Love, Notre Dame, there you go, runs it back to the fifteen-yard line. Giants punch it in, just like that, not an issue. Um, then. Gets the ball right back. Two plays in. Kayvon Thibodeau, first sack of his NFL career. Strips it from Strip Lamar. Sack, That's yeah. the game. Giants win. That's Lamar. Yeah, the Baltimore defense, sure, don't give up 10 points. Don't give up, or not even 10 points. Don't give up 14 points in the last six-plus minutes of the game. But Lamar Jackson, if you're on a contract year, and if you want 200-plus million guaranteed, you cannot be the reason that they lost well, they also, at the end of the day. It's also a game they should have won. Like, that was... They had it in the palm of their hands. And, I mean, again, Giants 5-1. and one. Great, great record. Great. They find ways to win games. Every but, single week, by but, the way, yes, except for the Dallas but, game. But the, but the Ravens should have won that game, especially going into it in the way that it was already set up. And they just couldn't find the way to do it. And that was on Lamar this week. Well, that's what's quickly about the Giants. I don't, I don't need to get too excited because, you know, it's a long season and everything. But what's so interesting about them is – in all five of their wins, they've been by a single possession. Yeah. Meaning in every single one, you're, if you're the other team, you can say, we should have won that game. But they don't win. And the Giants are winning them, minus the Dallas game, of course. Um, the Giants find a way every single week. They've used the exact same formula. I sit there watching the game, and I say, all right, four and two doesn't sound that bad. And then they just do what they've done all season, and they win again, week after week. I so, just, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know what their scheme is. I don't. But Giants? Yeah, but, 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 other, but other teams That's need to pick matters. it up. That's all that matters. Uh, it's working. The Seahawks beat the Cardinals. Arizona continues to underperform. And might I add, it was a double XP weekend <laughs> in Call of Duty. <laughs> um, yeah. They get the Arizona gets DeAndre Hopkins back now though, um, back from his suspension. They just and they're gonna and they're gonna need him because Hollywood Brown is out six weeks. And they just traded for Robbie Anderson. Yes, they well. did. Anderson was uh, kicked out of Carolina's game. Um, he was basically the next just day kicked out traded. of Carolina. Yeah, next day he was traded. Um, provides that deep threat in uh, uh, Hollywood Brown's absence. But what? Arizona, ugh, two and four, that's bad. What I want to know is. Will Robbie Anderson be in Hard Knocks midseason? <laughs> <laughs> Added into it. I hope so. Um, but Seattle. Seattle's 3-3. Three and three. They're hanging around. Yeah, They're better. Yeah, They're better yeah. than people think they are. Gino didn't write them off. Gino didn't write, didn't write back. <laughs> uh, the Eagles, like I mentioned before, remain unbeaten over the Cowboys. And you could finally say that Cooper Rush has lost 
And now, actually, Cooper Rush's time is over, is what it seems. Dak Prescott will be back next week, is what we're hearing. Most importantly, Cooper Rush's downfall has occurred, and I couldn't be happier about it. Um, he had a great run. I'll give him, I'll give him that. Uh, it's pretty cool as a start with the undefeated run to your NFL career. But uh, Philadelphia kind of exposed him for why he's a backup quarterback. Nothing wrong with that. Um, they get Dak back, thus ending the conversation of should Cooper Rush start over Dak Prescott? No. No, never should have. Um, I didn't. See, I just didn't really understand about. that narrative. Anyway, um, it should not have happened. But uh, shouldn't even be in question. But Philadelphia, man, Philadelphia's good. Six and zero. Yeah, like they they've been impressive. Yeah, very impressive. Man, they, and I, I I want the I want the Giants to play them, and they don't play them until December. It's they the play them that late. Yep, the Giants six of their last four of their last six games are against NFC East opponents: Washington wow. twice, Philadelphia twice. So, thanks a lot, Goodell, <laughs> your NFL scheduling. I want to get my hands awful, on Philadelphia. Awful scheduling. Broncos country. Still riding? No, <laughs> not at all. Wilson had, what, three completions in the second half it was of that three, game? Th- no, that's the second half and overtime. Oh, yeah, He went bad. three for 11. Yeah. Awful. That's atrocious. Awful. Mel- he, Melvin, Melvin zero, Gordon no longer exists in Zero first either. downs. Yeah, he, he actually... Seems like he wants to get traded. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why I just picked up Latavius Murray in fantasy. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> I tried. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, I still got Kenneth Walker. Uh, no, but Russ, my God, man. Like, and now they're saying he has a hamstring injury, too, yeah, after the game. Yeah, a, a lot going on with him. He just, and I, I've said this. I've been saying this for years, and I don't want to, like, be that guy saying, "Oh, I've been saying this when I didn't wasn't actually." But I actually, you're was. gonna be. I was. Guy. I was. No, <laughs> I, I I'm gonna sound like that guy, but I, I was. I I don't think Russ has it anymore, and people have been saying this so much that when he goes to he goes to Denver, oh, he's gonna have his MVP season. He's finally gonna have his MVP season. This and that. I don't think he has it, and I think he lost it two or three years ago in Seattle. I think he lost it before he was traded and before he signed that huge contract. But everyone had so much faith in him coming into Denver. Look at what he's done. Absolutely nothing but underperformed. Well, it kind of kind of goes back to Pete Carroll and moving on from Russ. And we've seen it with a couple of other veteran players. We saw it recently with Bobby Wagner, Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, um, mainly on the Legion of Boom side. But Pete Carroll, he, he notices things. He notices well, when Pete a player Car- starts to fall Pete off. Pete Carroll's kind of, a smart coach. Kind of in the same way that Bill Belichick does it as well. I'm always concerned... When Bill Belichick lets a player go, something is not right there. There is a reason that he is letting him go, and it was the same with Pete Carroll, clearly. Well, well he let J.C. Jackson go, and J.C. Jackson hasn't really been amazing ever since. I mean, exactly. he's, he's still he's still young. Yeah. He's still got time. But there but... are there, there there's a system to it, and yeah. Pete Carroll is one of those coaches now where no, I agree. if he's letting someone go, there's a reason for it. So I agree, and I just really I I, I don't. I don't like Russ right now. I don't. And, I also, I also want to. The quickly, Broncos are just. I also want to quickly add uh, Nathaniel Hackett. He's going to be the only first-year head coach to get fired from this cycle. I'm. I don't think that's a bold prediction. I think a lot of people would agree with it. But uh, I think yeah. he'll be the only first year that gets the boot. I agree. Season. I do agree. I think they're getting Matt Rule after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Load them up. Dude. 
Uh, but now into our favorite segment of the week, we've got the NFL Pick'em. And while they made up some ground this past Yeah, I got week. two points back, baby. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back in the win column. Uh, so I'm up 17 to 10. We still have not figured out the wager at all yet. We don't know what we're doing. We're just having fun. Yeah. That's so we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, but I'll start off with mine first this week. And I have New Orleans and Arizona. That's the Thursday night game this week. And we don't know who's starting at quarterback for New Orleans yet. It seems like Andy Dalton's borderline, I wouldn't say won the job, but I would think more so. like I his job to lose so, at this yeah. point. Um, I'll go, I'll go first. I'll make the first pick for this. Um, I, I want to trust DeAndre Hopkins returning and helping out Kyler. So long as there's not a double XP weekend. But I can't. They just have not looked like themselves this entire season. They put nine points up against Seattle. A Seattle defense that has been terrible for the first five games. Mm-hmm. And they can only scrape up nine. And because of that, I'm taking New Orleans. I'm riding with Andy or Jameis, whoever ends up starting. Taysom Hill, throw him in there at QB. Doesn't matter. New Orleans. Uh, these past couple weeks, New Orleans has actually looked really... Really exciting to me. Yeah. I very much enjoyed Even in seeing them. Um, Even in losses. Yeah, and those losses have not really been too too bad of, no. of them as well. Um, I was high on New Orleans going into the season. Obviously, they're not as good as I had hoped they were going to be. Mm-hmm. But I do like New Orleans, and I like New Orleans in this game, especially because the Cardinals are just kind of in shambles right now. They don't really know what's going on with their offense. Yeah. So I'm going New Orleans. All right. For me, we've got an AFC South battle. Uh, the Jaguars division. We haven't even mentioned the Jaguars today, and we won't. They're not a football team anymore. <laughs> We've got the, the Colts and the Titans. Uh, uh, both of them are above 500, actually. Um, yeah. Indianapolis 3-2-1, and one, Tennessee 3-2, and two, coming off of their bye. Uh, what do you got? What are you thinking, Ian? Uh, so both of these teams, interesting, because Indianapolis – this past week, 400 yards thrown from Matt Ryan. Nearly, Matt Ryan. Four, nearly Matt Ryan 400. Ryan looks like himself again. Matt Ryan's actually back. Um, the receivers are actually performing. Mm-hmm. However, Tennessee, before going into the bye, Derrick Henry was finally performing. Yeah. And you know what Tennessee has that Indianapolis does not right now? A good running back. Because we don't know where Jonathan Taylor is. We don't know what not he's doing. Not on your fantasy. Yeah, we have, no, we have no clue if he's going to be on the field. Um, I like Derrick Henry a lot. I like Tennessee's offensive scheme a lot. I like Mike Vrabel a lot. I'm going Tennessee in this game. I like Tennessee. They've won three in a row as well after losing to the Giants in Buffalo the first two weeks. Um, but I think Matty Ice and the gang builds off of that win against Jacksonville, and I think they get the W here. Um, and I don't think that it was a one-week fluke of Matt Ryan throwing for 390 yards. I think we're going to see a lot more of that down the stretch. Uh, next up, we have... The New York Jets against the Denver Broncos. Never, never did anyone think that this would be considered a quote game of the week. Um, I'll say, I, I'm taking the Jets. I don't, I don't want to take the Jets, but I will. Um, they're four and two. You have to respect them at this point. They're not a fluky team. They're 100% legit. And Denver is in shambles. And the Jets are not the get right game that they used to be. Both mm-hmm. the Jets and Giants. It's time to respect New York football uh, once again. Um, the Jets. Taking the Jets. Uh, now, I was just saying before, I don't like Russ. I do not like this Denver team. Um, I really like the Jets this year, actually. I like how they're playing right now. I really like Brees Hall as well at their at running back. Mm-hmm. Um, and might I add, Sauce Gardner, yeah. who's insane. Phenomenal. Um, I'm going to go with the Jets, and I'm actually going to take them as my lock for this oh. one. I like it. All right. 
Like I said, we got Atlanta and Cincinnati, two three and three teams. Cincinnati taking on the NFC South two weeks in a row. They beat New Orleans last week. Atlanta coming off of a nice win against San Francisco, turning some heads. MM8, MM8, MM1, MM1. Yeah, one now. <laughs> um, started that game absolutely on fire. 100% completion percentage, three total touchdowns. He's just a fun guy to watch, man. I really like this uh, Atlanta offense, might I add. And uh, for absolutely no reason, I'm going to keep riding with him. I'm going to take Atlanta. <laughs> I'm going to take Marcus Mariota. Um, I think Cincinnati, they're going to kind of like the Chiefs last year. The Chiefs were a little gimpy for the first half of the season. They didn't hit their stride. They won their last eight regular season games. I think we're going to see that a bit with Cincinnati. I think we're, they're, we're still coming off of the Super Bowl hangover a bit, still figuring out with the new offensive line. I don't think that they have hit their maximum potential yet. They're at 3-3 three and three right now. I think Atlanta wins. Cincinnati looked very strong this week. Um, they looked like a very good team. Obviously, Joe Burrow knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. He was down in New Orleans. Um, wearing the Jamar Chase National wearing, Championship Yeah, wearing jersey. the National Championship jersey. Uh, but I really like Atlanta. I like, the, I like the amount of pep they have in their step right now. They're exciting to watch. They're really, they're really putting it on put on a show um marcus mariota is looking solid at least solid to to get them enough wins mm-hmm. um and kyle pitts actually performing as well yeah he woke up i don't want to keep shading your picks but i am taking atlanta you're taking atlanta game. i yeah. picked atlanta so you wouldn't no Ugh. i like atlanta Ugh. i like marcus ex- mariota man pretty much taking the exact same thing here man you go first you go first for this pick. all right you want me to go first here yes we've got the chargers against the seattle seahawks now, the Chargers have been a weird team. Just went, you know, in, into that game with, with uh, Denver and won by three and like all the bare time. minimum. Yeah. Uh, missing their kicker this week. <laughs> Don't know if Keenan Allen will be on the field. But, I'm waiting on it. My fantasy you know, team certainly is. You know who I do know is going to be on the field? Who's that? Geno Smith. And I'm going to go with Seattle. Yes. Just because Thank I really you. like this Seattle team. And I, I, like, I, I like everything. I like the scheme that they're going with. Uh, they're a fun team to watch as well. I'm going with the Chargers. Um, and regardless of Keenan Allen's status or anyone on the Chargers' status, last week was the first time in Justin Herbert's career that he didn't throw a passing touchdown in a game. Yeah. Which is which is insane. It's fishy. It's fishy, might I add. sports books and yep. all that. Yep. Um, either way, we saw them stumble a bit against Denver. They have not really looked like themselves the entire season, the Chargers' offense. Seattle's defense is horrific prior to the – anomaly of beating arizona last week i think this is the get right game for the chargers offensively i still think it'll be shootout i think it'll be close i'm taking the chargers and i'm taking them as my lock as well all right final on to our final game of the week the sunday night game of the week Tua tungavailoa's triumphant return we've got the dolphins against the steelers steelers Surprising. Uh, Magic Mitch coming back into the game, leading because them to a victory. Only because Kenny got hurt. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Magic Mitch comes back into the uh, game. They knock off Tampa Bay. Um, they get the W. Pittsburgh, Miami. Tua's return, as I said. I think Tua's return. Apparently, he's healthy. Apparently, he's cleared. I don't think that they would flub it like this again. I think he's good to go. I think Miami's offense gets back to right where it was. I also just picked up Tua um, I'm in fantasy. I'm very happy about that. Whoever cut him from their team projected to score 18 points this week, so thank you. Uh, I'm taking Miami. Uh, Pittsburgh did not look does not look as as exciting and upbeat when Mitch is on the field. I don't care what you say. It's just the truth. Yet they their won. Their offense, their, 
Yet they, they won. They were up already when Kenny was in. Yet they won. They were up already when Kenny was Doesn't in. Matter. Doesn't all Mitch matter. Had to, all is. Mitch had to do was maintain the lead. Doesn't matter who the quarterback <laughs> all is. All Mitch had to do was maintain the lead. Doesn't matter who so the quarterback is. So I don't care. Is. Mitch is not Kenny. I'm going with Miami. <laughs> That's it. That's all I have to say. I'm not, <laughs> I don't even I'm need not to, saying. I don't even need to talk about Miami. <laughs> I'm not saying Mitch is Kenny. I'm just saying. Just pointing it out a bit. Well, we've only got a couple. I think we only have two games where we have different picks. Am I allowed to change? Am I allowed to change one? If, are you going to change the Atlanta one? I'll change the Atlanta one. Okay. I'll take Cincinnati instead. Because if you're saying you were only going to take that because you thought I was going to take it. Yeah, I'll take Cincinnati. Yeah, I all right. you'd automatically all right. take Cincinnati. All right. Very good. <laughs> all right, there we go. There we go. We are locked in for next week. Wally, while we're waiting to see what our results are from that, pick them. Where can they find us? You can hit us up at Slinging underscore sports on Twitter, at Slinging Sports on Instagram. There's the number one way to know when the episodes are dropping. Well, with that being said, another fantastic week in the books. We have episode 9 coming out next week. We've got a lot going on in the MLB playoffs. And next week, we're actually going to be getting prepped for the World Series yeah. at this point. We have the NBA season kicking off. We have the NHL season still going on. We've got a lot, got a four, lot, a lot to talk about. Players. I love it. All four major sports going on. Stick here on the Slinging Sports Podcast for all of your updates on that. And to hear our fantastic opinions, thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you in the next episode. Peace.